1: Hey everybody, Amy here. I'm just popping in before the start of each episode this week to let you know that this week is the end of our ADHD series. We'll go back to normal broadcasting next week, normal episodes dropping on a Monday. This week, what you're going to see is each day, Monday to Friday, is a little episode popping in that is a PS episode, simply because each of the guests that I interviewed came back to me afterwards and said, oh my goodness, these are the things that I forgot to say. And I thought initially, that's fine, that happens with every episode. But then I realised, actually, it's an ADHD thing. And what more perfect way to celebrate the end of our ADHD series than a PS from our guests? And so each day you'll have a different little PS, it's a different type of episode. I'm just giving them kind of free reign, share what you want to share. They've got their notes, so nothing gets forgotten. Enjoy those. On Friday, you'll hear from me, and we'll go to an episode today. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering. I'm your host, Amy Ravel. It is Thursday and I'm with you with a PS episode from Jess. Hey Jess. Hey. Jess is Jess has some really, really good tips that she has written down and wants to share with you. So Jess, I'm gonna give you the floor rather than kind of doing normal interview. The podcast is all yours. Take it away.
0: Thanks. Um, uh, yeah, I, was, I remember doing the episode last time and then I, as usual with our ADHD brains, we go, oh, we forgot this, this, and this, and that sounds really important. So email Damien. here we are. Um, yeah, I was just reading through a list of things that I remembered and one of them was like, I always have a pen in my car or multiple pens in case one gets taken out. And that is for if we are at uh, after-school activity or when I pick kids up from school and they've got notes in their hands to give me, um, I actually, if I can, I'll sign them straight away while I'm in the car or before I go inside, and then I scan them on my phone and email them straight to their teacher. Some of them say, hey, hand them in to the school. I email, I let the teachers know that I pretty much will always email, permission slips, um that's kind of like an accommodation for myself
1: that's awesome
0: they are fine with that yeah I think there's been one in the last few years where they're like no we actually need the physical one I'm um which I take in um another one is I just have hair tie of longer hair and my little girl has longer hair so we have hair ties in my nappy bag and we have hair ties just run-of-the-mill black hair ties and we have them in the console of the car and things like that so that either when they break or if we're running out the door and we need a hair tie or something like that it was one always with
1: us I think I need so how do you this so this is the problem that I have Jess is I yeah, sure. am forever needing hair ties yeah and the problem is I keep like one in my bag and then I use it and so yeah. then when I'm out I end up using all kinds of things like dead shoelaces, yeah. elastic bands with which my rip my hair. I use bread tags. Male rubber
0: bands. Yep. Everything,
1: like whatever I can find. And I'm like, why can't I just keep more hair ties in my bag? Any tips? Yeah. Like, In fact, one of the things I did do once is I found I was always going to the chiropractor with my hair out and he would always say, oh, do you have a hair tie? And I was like, no. So <laughs> I ended up buying a full pack of hair ties to keep at the chiropractor and so he kept <laughs> them in his drawer. <laughs> And I said to him, like, if, just for, hey, I'm
0: sure that would have got him out of trouble a lot of yes, times. With other he said that. He's like, yeah. do
1: you know how many women are grateful that you bought me that pack of But what's the yeah. trick? How do you not then just run out of them?
0: Well, I think, I think I kind of got over a while ago. Was oh, uh, I I'll just grab a couple from my stash inside and take them out, or I should, you know, that guilt of. I should be able to replace it or I should be able to remember where it is, the shoulds. Mm. It's just not helping you at all. It's not serving you at all. So I would just pay the ADHD tax, buy a 50-pack of hair ties mm. and keep them in that little, like sometimes they come in like a little oh, yeah. thing of their yep. own or whatever. I just keep them in that and either chuck it in the front of the nappy bag or my handbag or whatever or the car and great just idea. literally, we'll have fifty in there. So that could last me six months. It could last me a year. It might last, it last me a couple week. months. I don't know. It could last <laughs> me a week. Nah, i pretty okay. Like, come on, now.
1: Okay, that's a great idea. I might do that.
0: Yeah, and you just got to pay. You know, what it's four or five bucks for a packet of fifty, and even like the little elastics. I get them for my daughter now, and um, the little, the little container thing that they come in like the little plastic one Yeah, I just loop one of the hair ties around the hole in it and it just hangs up on the hook where we have the hair tie stuff on this mirror um oh, and cool. it just stays there and we just use it until there's none left and then I buy another one and it might not be very environmentally friendly or anything like that we do vacuum up a fair few um <laughs> but it's that you know those extra couple of dollars that I'm willing to pay yeah because um, I can and I'm fortunate enough to and either that or it's, you know, like running around like headless you trying to find the rest yes. of them or she's taken it off when she's had a bath and thrown it across the bathroom or, you yeah. know, out the hallway and they're gone. And occasionally if we find the, you know, bigger elastics and that when we're around the house, we have a couple of hooks where we keep our hairbrushes and stuff and that's just where they go back. So awesome. like when we do a big clean-up, we might find 10 hair ties and we'll go back and like, oh, cool, well, sweet. So those little elastic ones will last us a lot longer then. But, yeah, having those kind of fail-safes and and that grace for yourself in Mm -hmm. a material form Mm -hmm. um, is a big one, yeah. like that's that's brilliant. Those sorts of things are fine.
1: Yeah. Excellent. I'm putting it on my to-do list.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's all good. Um, I was saying before, I think the other one I wrote down was um, with washings. I've always taught my kids from about the age of, I started my oldest when he was about 10 and then my second boy I started when he was about six and then my little girl I started when she was about five and teaching them how to do their own washing. They don't do it all the time, but they know how to put a load on. We usually start with like towels or something that doesn't matter if it kind of gets stuffed up. Um, and then I just label the dispenser part and your front loader. And I have it labeled so like the left-hand side would be where the detergent is. So I put, you know, detergent or something that they can read and then the middle one is where the softer or like the vinegar, I put vinegar in and then the other one is nappy sand. So I put like detergent, vinegar, nappy sand or whatever it is and um, then they know by themselves where to put things Mm. and if they get it wrong, it's fine. But if it, you know, that makes it a lot easier and they're not going, it's taking away those, decisions that we have to make because they're going like mom mom where's this mom where's that whereas if it's all written out in front of them most of the time they figure it out and then even just getting a whiteboard marker and I circle the setting that it's meant to be on
1: oh that's awesome
0: yeah so like it can wipe off but it'll stay on there for a good couple of weeks and that's when you're teaching them you know like you get them to put a load on every day or every couple of days and that whiteboard marker's there so they're like okay I gotta put the light but get the little light in where the circle is. It's like a little game for them. That's awesome, And then eventually Jess. they get used to it.
1: Yeah. Because in our house we only use one setting. <laughs> like...
0: <laughs> yeah. Mine's got multiple settings and it always goes back to like the one that I never use. So yeah. I'm like you always have to change it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's a great idea, the whiteboard marker. That's excellent.
0: Yeah, and teaching them like how to use the dryer and how to hang up stuff and, and really letting go of that, doing things perfectly like my eldest hangs up stuff and he's gotten a lot better but you know it's not exactly how I would do it but the fact that it's up and done like done is better than perfect and if Uh it takes an extra hour or two to dry then that's fine like he's done I'm not going to critique him on it because if you do then they're like well fine you do it I'm never going to do it for you Uh again yeah so yeah you just let it go eventually they get better at it or you show them say hey you know actually this would probably dry a lot quicker if you do it this way but you know like next time give that a go and they go yeah cool so yeah letting go of that um perfection and that um, higher standard that you have for yourself like I let go of that a long time ago yeah, um but yeah especially when you're teaching other people how to do it I don't know yeah. whether that's an ADHD tip or not or whether that's just parenting well, but
1: yeah it's just an awesome but that's the beauty of this series there's so many people have sent me messages saying I don't have ADHD but oh my goodness, the tips and the hacks that I'm walking away with are incredible. Yeah. Because yeah. the ADHD brain just thinks differently. And it's like, oh, here's a different solution. I can draw on my washing machine. Yeah. There's no rules. Yeah. It's your washing machine.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's it. Like you can and the the kids eventually, like my oldest is really good at it now. And he knows that the for like a, the difference between a quick load and a normal load is and so he changes the settings he doesn't need the whiteboard marker anymore but you know like my little one does and that sort of yeah. stuff so yeah it's just the more they do it the better off it is and the benefit for me then is that I can it might take a little bit more work at this at the beginning like when they're five but by the time they're the eight or the ten you can just send them off say hey go get that basket Chuck it in and they've got that executive functioning steps already like mm. not drilled into them, but it makes like cuts it down into the steps because you've shown them when they're little over and over and over and over and over again. repetition's a big one for us. Like things that I've done over and over again, I can do really easily now. My executive functioning um is like, yeah, cool. We know this one. It's this step, this step, this step, this step. It's not necessarily a habit, but it's um yeah, we don't have to stress about what steps to take because it's really yeah. there. And same with kids. Like you show them repeated enough, they go, oh, okay, cool. I know mm. that I've got to get the basket. I've got to take it to the washing machine. I throw it in, check there's no dirty, there's no di- like nappies in there Um and then, <laughs> <laughs> or anything like that. Um, And then, yeah, chuck it on. And and I can always ask mum if I need hand, help. But, yeah, it just takes that away. That one less job for me, the less decision-making, the less asking questions that sort of Mm. stuff down the road and it's you helping your future self out that's good and helping them out as adult like when they're adults too
1: yes that's true you're giving them the skills now yes yes Yes.
0: yeah one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt
1: And tell me about the. Just do one thing. I might as well do one thing.
0: Yeah. So when your brain's just frizzled and you can't even like think of where to look, like it's that bad. Like you can't do anything. Um, There's there's kind of two options. There's one, just go to bed or get like just do nothing. Just lay there until it passes, and then you're good again. Or if you're a mum and you don't have that option sometimes um, where you've got four kids and, you know, no one can help you. It's like reach your hand out and touch something or like if you have to clean the kitchen, just do one thing. I'll just do one thing. May as well just do one thing. Like if that's pick a fork up and move it to a different bench so you've got a little Uh bit extra bench space, just do that because doing that action sometimes can kick your brain into going, okay. Right. Well, that wasn't too hard. I might as well just do one more thing. Yeah. Just do one more thing. And again, it's just lowering that bar right down to something really small, really, really low. And then, you know, also I might as well do five things or whatever it is. And just doing that one, two, three, whatever it is. And if you uh-huh. all you do is one or two things and that's okay, then go to bed. Um, you know, you've got a minuscule a bit more bench room than you did before. And then, but most of the time I find I'll go, I'll just unstack the cups out of the dishwasher. And then before I I've done the whole dishwasher and restacked it and wiped benches and I'm like, my whole kitchen's done. Yeah. I think it's just that kickstarting yourself into into gear. But I have had nights where I have just unstacked the cups so that we've got cups for the morning. Or I have just picked up everything off one of our main, we've got quite a tiny kitchen and we just, yeah. you know, I scoop everything up off the one main part of the bench that so we make breakfast, put it all over onto the stovetop and because I know I'm not going to cook in the morning. So it all just goes over there wipe down that bench and we're good for the morning. And then I'll clean up the rest when I've got more spoons. So yeah, it's just that one thing or, you know, picking things up off the floor. Just pick one thing up off the floor, even if it goes on the couch, just keeping your floor clean. But yeah, my biggest I think my biggest motto is like, my dad's always said this is as long as your kitchen's clean, your house is fine.
1: And sometimes my kitchen's not always
0: clean. That's like yeah, but his theory is It's where you eat. It's like that's you have kind of not have to, but it's really good practice to keep your kitchen clean, even if the rest of your house has gone to crap. Um, Because you need to keep that clean and safe, because that is where your food is prepared and that goes in your mouth. And if it's to keep tidy, I know, I know. So I always have my dad's voice in my head going, (laughs) "Just keep your kitchen clean." I'm like, right, I can keep a bench clean. That's what I'm doing. Um, Yeah. And then another thing I had a while ago, I don't need it anymore, but it was um, just a season of life (laughs) where I was in and I bought another dish rack and it Mm -hmm. was just a little camping one that's collapsible. And I had a dish rack that was my dirty dishes dish rack. So instead of having things just piled everywhere, I actually stacked the dishes up in it dirty or just rinsed or whatever. So then my actual dish drying rack was for the actual clean stuff yep. whereas before I'd like rinse it and I'm like oh just I haven't got any way to put it because it's wet uh, yeah so it'd kind of just get messy so I did that for a while and even just you know throwing coloring in there because you need mm-hmm. coloring it gets everywhere so just having it all in one spot is really good and then when you can do the dishwasher or do your washing up it's already there ready to go so huh, good hat. it's just one side to the other yeah. yeah so that was a good one too but yeah if you can get your kitchen clean and you don't even have to vacuum your floor, but if you can get everything up off your floor is like a big, big help and visually it makes a big difference. Mm. But if you can't, that's okay.
1: Yeah, just do <laughs> just one, one thing. Just one thing. Yeah. I love that. And the one thing might be make yourself a cup of tea.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, or coffee or uh, like drink water if you yeah. haven't drunk water all day.
1: Yes, I thought that the other day. I was like, have I drunk water? I've got a headache. Have I drunk any water today? No, no, I haven't. All right, better do that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I got to about three o'clock after. I was like, oh, I feel a bit lightheaded, have I? Eaten? Oh, I haven't eaten today. Yep. No, that's it. It's
1: the joys, yep. isn't it? Yeah, mm, It's crazy. Thank you, Jess. That I is tell, super helpful. I love these practical PS episodes. I just think that they're, it's just quintessentially ADHD that we forget yep. things. And then we're like, oh, but I forgot the things I wanted to say. And so now we've got to say them.
0: I'm sure there's more I've forgotten that I could have said, but oh,
1: well, it's all good. <laughs> there's always going to be more, but we've got the gold yeah oh and one more
0: thing was if you say to yourself I remember that later write it down yeah that that saying I remember it later is that the surefire one that you'll forget that's so, a good trigger um, put actually it in, put it in your phone
1: yeah because yeah. I write most things down but then sometimes I do say that and then I'm later going why did I have such confidence
0: <laughs> have no yeah, confidence in good. your memory like it's yeah but that's, that's good. excellent
1: well listeners cool Again, gold from Jess um, tomorrow you'll hear my reflections on the ADHD series and then next week we're back to normal weekly episodes. Thank you so much, thank you for all of you who are leaving reviews um and as I said yesterday or I don't know when I said it at some point, um if you are in the Facebook community, and you have an aha moment from the podcast, or you hear an episode that you love, share it into the community because there's 120 odd thousand people in there. And a lot of them don't know that it's run by a business with a podcast. And I know that they would appreciate it. So do that. I can't think of anything else that you need to do. So just do that. And I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on. I would also like to pay respects to their elders, both past and present of the Kulin Nation and extend that respect to other Indigenous Australians. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to rate and review the show on your podcast app that will help others to find the Art of Decluttering podcast as well. If you'd like any more information, you can visit theartofdecluttering.com.au and I would love to see you in my Facebook group. Just search the Art of Decluttering community on Facebook and join today. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.